Now, in the last few weeks, every Friday, we've managed to visit some of the holiday hotspots on the Silk Road. Last week, we travelled to 13 countries, covering 12,000 miles. This week, my guest in the studio also calls herself a global citizen with immense pride in her Middle Eastern culture. Dr. Dalal Al-Gawas has a PhD in food science and food biotechnology. She's travelled through Europe, North America, South Asia, North and South East Asia, and today her destination was the 123 Studio. And she is raring to go to tell us all about her travels in China. And Xi'an is in is the particular place that she'd like to talk about. First of all, let me just welcome her to the studio. Good afternoon to you, Dalal. Hi, good afternoon. Lovely to have you here. Lovely being here. Thank you so much for the invitation. Oh, you're very welcome. Now, it's only because I actually bumped into, I always bump into my guests somewhere, you see. And I was chatting with her and she was just like telling me all about her visit to China. And I thought, hey, you know what? I think you'd be good to come onto the 123 show and tell me all about it. So before anything else, tell me now, have you always been interested in travel? When did this bug come to you? Oh, God. I mean, I, I was born in the UK. And I think like our parents would always tell us a lot about the Middle East. And then when we moved there, it was sort of that exposure of two different cultures from Europe to the Middle East. And then you just realize the world is so big. Um, mm -hmm. And I think, you know, for me, I, you know, I, I consciously decided to, you know, pursue my PhD here in Hong Kong. So I just wanted to to be able to not just read about different cultures, but actually live there and be there and be able to experience them fully. Right. And when you certainly are doing that then, aren't you? So you've traveled quite extensively. Now, you particularly, when I talked to you about the Silk Road, you said, oh, can I, can I speak to you about China? Can I speak to you about Xi'an? So why choose Xi'an? What was it, what, what was it about her? I mean, for, for us, especially from the Middle East, there's always this big pride in the Silk Road mm -hmm. that, you know, we sort of transfer technology back and forth. We borrowed from, you know, ancient Chinese technologies through both like the land and the maritime silk, you know, uh, routes. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, for, for me being able to, to go to Xi'an, which is actually the, the start of the Silk Road, is like a huge historical, you know, as well as a, maybe even a spiritual sort of awakening to mm -hmm. see like how all our, you know, traditions, technologies, cultures, religions have all sort of combined bind and been transferred and shared. Mm. So when did you go? What kind of season was it that you decided to go? Yeah, so so the, the context was I just finished my PhD uh -huh. uh, and my parents came over from Kuwait um, uh -huh. and they said we want to go to China. So we thought, okay, we have to go to Xi'an. This is the, you know, the best holiday. Okay. So it was in um, December, let me see, of 2016. Okay. Okay, and so how how long were you there, and when did you where did you start your journey? God, then? you're gonna laugh. We were, we were only there for two days. I okay. think two and a half days. Right, <laughs> so. no, but that's quite good, really, because I think the whole point of this is to get this um, the whole experience from somebody who's tried it. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, we don't actually have that much time to be able to go on holiday. So, do you think like two and a half days was okay for you? That was enough for you to cover? some of the bases uh, absolutely i think what we did like to be very strategic is we had a, a private tour guide um and you know they of course they spoke the language they're a translator at the same time they also had like um i guess like a background in chinese history so they organized the whole tour so mm -hmm. efficiently um mm -hmm. so i think like in two days we managed to cover so much so what did you do then? What was the kind of route that you used? What did you do? So we, we started in the, let's say, the main city of Xi'an. So the first thing is we went to the, let's say, the, the National History Museum, uh, which was like founded in 1982. Um, it has like over 300,000 artifacts. Um, so you really get to see a context of the whole Chinese history, um, as well as, you know, let's say a glimpse and sort of a, a, a teaser of the terracotta armies, which everyone, you know, goes to Xi'an for. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, from there, they took us to, let's say, the, the great city uh, wall. 
So like Xi'an is, is you know very special because they've managed to preserve all the fortified um, like city wall gates. Right. Uh, so these were built like you know as a defense, um, you know to to barricade against invaders for the city. But you can still see all the modern developments around it. Right. Um, and what they've done is you can actually hire a bicycle and just cycle over this uh, huge city wall. Mm-hmm. And they're all like interconnected, you know, to each other, and you get to see the whole landscape um, as well as the the structured city, like how it's it's like divided into blocks. So it's it's really beautiful. Beautiful. And what what month was it that you went? So we were there in December. Okay. So that's quite. What was the weather like then? It was well coming from Hong Kong. It was really cold. Yeah. Um. So you know, for for us who are used to like these very mild, you know, warm winters, um, it was I would say from six degrees to minus three. In the okay. Evening. So pretty cold. So you need to yeah. wrap up. Um. Let me just remind uh, listeners that if you would like to see some of these pictures and actually see um, Dalal talking to me at the moment, you can actually tune into Saudi Osmani on Radio 3 RTHK. That's the Facebook page. We are on Facebook Live at the moment. And there are also a number of pictures because you've just mentioned some artifacts and things like that. So those pictures are on the on the Facebook page at the moment too. So now, Dalal, you started your trip and um, you, you had two and a half days. And so tell me the whole process of it. What did you uh, do there? Absolutely. So, I mean, with the tour guide, it's quite, you know, condensed and you have to be shuttled from, you know, place to place. So I think, yeah, the first two sites were the city wall, the museum. Um, and then from there, we, we got to see some of the religious um, institutions. So like for Xi'an, they've, you know, been this melting plot, uh, sorry, melting pot of cultures and religions. So they have, you know, um, of course, like the traditional Taoism, then Buddhism from India. And they also have Islam that came mm-hmm. over from like Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our, our next in this destination, was to see the Buddhist sort of um, influence mm-hmm. and we went to the uh, great oh, what is it called again it's called the the big goose uh, golden pavilion oh, of right. okay. so there you can see um, in the seventh century AD, um, there was a, a Chinese Buddhist scholar who embarked on a 17 year journey to like to India so traveling by foot or caravan you know very basic means to basically collect all the Buddhist manuscripts and Mm -hmm. then translate them back into Chinese to sort of update the religion Uh, so they've designed like shortly after his death they designed this huge pagoda where they store all the manuscripts that he collected and there's like a huge you know statue of him erected but you can really see that that significance you know that these people are real and and really how it's it's Mm -hmm. touched and and continued these great religions in this region right and then you moved on and then we moved on so so from uh, oh, sorry just to, to mention about this um, this Buddhist scholar his name is Xuan Zhang uh-huh. and there's actually a movie uh, that was released in 2016 oh, all about him uh, commissioned by both the Chinese and the Indian cinema authorities oh, that's it's a, great it's a beautiful film so I really recommend everyone to, to oh, watch we'll have it to dig out the details of that and pop that on Facebook oh that sounds super yeah okay Absolutely. Um, and then yeah moving on so of course as someone from the Middle East we're, we're Muslim so for us we were really curious to see the let's say the Islamic imprint on the society in Xi'an. Uh, so as a context, like the there's like an indigenous group um, in Xi'an called the Hui people. Mm-hmm. So very different from the Han. Um, and they're, let's say, their ancestors are from Central Asia, modern day Afghanistan. Um, and they've like intermixed and married with, you know, Chinese Han. Um, and now they're called like the Hui group. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can really see this vibrant, you know, community. 
and they have this huge uh, great mosque uh, that's erected in oh, Xi'an and it's the largest uh, mosque in China uh-huh. uh, and, and it's just so beautifully designed you know it has you know some of the feng shui sort of uh, I guess like t- uh, tips and, t- and fusion taste. mosque then, exactly right. exactly oh, okay. um, and, there, and of course even the calligraphy has its own style it's very okay. different than calligraphy in the Middle East or Central Asia um, and we, we went there for the um, what was it like the the sunset prayer so al maghrib prayer and you know it was beautiful um, you know, everyone was there praying. And, and was there a lot of people? Uh, there, is there a number of Muslims in that area? Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. local people were praying in the mosque. Right. And and the funniest thing that happened. So when we were walking around this mosque, um, and yeah, just to mention, so in, in Xi'an, like like a lot of places in China, not many people speak English. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it was really good to have this local tour guide with us. Mm-hmm. But in the mosque, you know, people were just asking us, uh, especially like the mosque supervisors, like where we were from. Mm-hmm. And when we told them we're from the Middle East, they all spoke to us in Arabic. <laughs> Suddenly, they so just... so it was so crazy, and then like all of us were so excited, and we all started talking to each other, asking where did he learn Arabic, um, and yeah, it's it's really amazing. So like in in um, in Xi'an itself, a lot of the indigenous Muslim community know some Arabic uh, uh-huh. to like learn and read the Quran, but some of them can speak it fluently right, as well. Right, good, lovely. Okay, now what's some of these places that you're going to? I mean, Xi'an is it quite a big place? So how are you traveling? to one location and another. I mean, definitely by car. It's yeah. it's a big city, absolutely. Right. And I think for our our compressed tour, yeah. uh, we really had to be shuttled. You That's know, where you do need a tour guide, where the tour guide can just take you. Because if you do go by yourself, sometimes when you end up in a city, you're kind of you're spending half the time trying to figure out where to go and how to get there. So I suppose a tour guide works out. And can I just ask you too? Did you book the tour guide um, from Hong Kong? online or how did you get in touch with that particular tour guide? Absolutely. Um, we booked them online, uh, uh-huh. but we also asked some of our local friends here to help us find to recommend like, somebody. To recommend like a tour group. Uh, and we went through also some local uh, travel agents here in Hong Kong. Okay. Uh, so it wasn't really just by doing it online, yeah. but really through recommendations. Because it's always best just to check reviews and make sure that you're happy Absolutely. with them because you could end up kind of hostage almost <laughs> with somebody. Okay. So now you did that bit. What did you do next? Okay, what did we do next? Uh, uh, well, it was a very long day, of mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. so in the evening, like, so all those um, city walls, um, they have like also like a, a, sh- a small like building structure in the middle. Um, in the evening, they're all lit up. So it's a beautiful sight. You can see just the whole city is like, I guess, a colorful rainbow. Um, and, you know, and, and each, let's say, floor or each structure is like lit up in its own color. Uh, so it's really, it was really pleasant to see the whole city uh, come alive. And then you have all the street food stalls. Yeah, I was just uh, going to go into the food because it's <laughs> evening now. Um, what did you, before we talk about your evening meal, throughout the day, like, was there, were, were the things available food-wise? Was it easy to get food? Because obviously you were looking for perhaps maybe halal food or whatever. Was that okay? You found stuff that you wanted? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, many of the restaurants there, it's interesting. They don't necessarily say halal, but mm-hmm. they'll say Islamic food. All right. Um, so, you know, we thought, okay, then it's the same thing, of course. Okay. Uh, but it's, it's very interesting to see that concept. Uh, but in general, the, the food, I would say, is very similar to Middle Eastern culture or maybe the Central oh. Asian culture. They use a lot of cumin, uh, spices. Oh, they cook a lot of mutton, lamb, uh, beef. Um, and they have, you know, these sort of goulash dumplings, you know, so oh. kind of the fusion between Chinese and Central Asia, uh, as well as Middle Eastern cuisines. The only thing I would say is like when you're with, a, say, a private tour, mm-hmm. they're not necessarily the best at recommending food for you. Okay. 
So we were a bit disappointed when we were like taken to restaurants and and even when we would order. I think they they don't anticipate what the let's say the customer would want or what okay. would would be comfortable eating. Okay. Um, so we're very adventurous with food. We want to try everything. Right. Uh, so sometimes I think they they try to be a bit conservative and not order. You know. They were probably perhaps a little bit hesitant to give you something that maybe you may not like. Exactly. And then they thought, well, keep it safe and <laughs> bland food, and they'll be fine. Exactly. But but that's nice. I think the nicest part of when you go on holiday is. Actually, going to different restaurants and trying different types of food, which is the stuff that the locals are eating, really, isn't yep. it? Mm, so, so what did you like in terms of the food? When you managed to just have something that you like, what would you say? What What did you like best? I, I loved like sort of these uh, beef noodles. Uh, I think it's very similar to the Taiwanese beef noodle, but just the, I guess the the, the spices that they use are just very different. Um, but it has like yeah, this heavy cumin, uh, star anise, mm. um, and like you know a bit oily. Uh, mm-hmm. But for this cold weather, it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Because I suppose with the with the, with the temperatures there, you probably yeah. need something to warm up. You burn those calories. Okay. Um, also, let me just ask you about because these are all the set questions I always think about when we're going to the hotspot. Now, for somebody who's going along there, what would you say? Is it kind of an ideal place to go along with a family, um, with children, or because you know sometimes when there's historic sites and things like that, lots of kids, especially if they're that age where they they just keep saying, "Are we there yet?" Uh, find it kind of boring. So what would you say in terms of who should go there? I think the thing is like so there there are a lot of things to do um, in Xi'an. So like the, the sort of the, the city trip where you really see all these monuments. Um, I would say it's more ideal for you know a family trip but with older children. Um, mm-hmm. Of course I was a very old child going with my parents <laughs> so in my 30s. Um, so it was more ideal because you can really talk to each other and really learn a lot about the history sure. um, and have like a more slowed you know slowed down pace. Um, but let's say the other side where you get to see the actual terracotta armies, you get to see the hot spring palace, mm-hmm. uh, watching uh, like palace uh, resort, and like even staying in, they have a lot of these uh, beautiful hot spring resorts that you can stay in. Mm-hmm. So they would be more ideal for a family with children. Mm-hmm. And where well. did you stay while you were there? So we stayed in the Angsana resort. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is like, I think a, a worldwide chain. Um, and what they've done is they've used the natural like geothermal, like water, um, I guess like facilities and, mm-hmm. and created this beautiful like spa resort resort mm-hmm. uh, where you walk outside in the freezing cold and jump into these 40 degrees wow. uh, pools. Did you do that? We did that. Oh, yeah, did. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was great. Yeah. So it was, it's, it's really, I think for winter, uh, I would really recommend it because you can feel that, you know, contrast in temperature yeah. as well. Yeah, no, it'd be really nice. And I suppose in the summer, it probably gets very hot and humid as well, doesn't yeah, it? So, absolutely. So in a way, right, rather you be quite cold and being able to warm yourself up or whatever because in summer it's probably hard to walk around there isn't absolutely it? Yeah, i think right. they told us it got, got, gets up to 30 degrees yeah. um, and it's a very dry climate as well right uh, right well it's not humid at least so that's, not too humid not that's too, not too bad yeah okay and um any other stops now after that you've done that what did you do the second day oh yeah so this is the second day then you have to you know take a, a say a longer journey out of the city to actually see the terracotta armies so for me what was interesting is is like the the terracotta armies were founded like in 200 BC, but they were only discovered in the 1970s. Yes, I know. By Gosh. a farmer. So it's, 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 amazing, it's crazy. It? I know. Yeah, it's so incredible. And then, you know, that, that whole facility is just, you know, really well managed. Um, they have, you know, like a amazing sort of like context. Everything is so well preserved. Uh, you can really see them, you know, sort of restoring all the terracotta army, um, like terracotta warriors. Yeah. Especially because a lot of them got, you know, let's say smashed over the years. Um, so you, you basically spend around, I would say, three, three, four hours. 
and that whole facility because wow. um, they show it's quite vast isn't yeah. it it's massive isn't it yeah 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 and, but you know how like they're open to the, to the to the elements aren't they i mean there must be some wear and tear on that too um at the moment everything is enclosed oh right yeah everything is, okay. is kept in a like i think also because the the climate is quite dry so yeah. they don't really they're not exposed to humidity but of course they're they're like um i guess shielded away from the light um and a lot of them are already kept like encased in the museums okay especially the ones that they were able to restore fully okay okay so the trip to the terracotta army that was that took a couple of hours or something my Hard, yes. It? Okay. Yeah. And can some can people go independently and they can find their own way there without a tour Absolutely. Guide? I think I think like if you have a longer period of time, um, then I would you know recommend people to just research and do it on their own. Mm -hmm. I think it would of course be a lot cheaper. Uh, but I think for people, so people who are traveling with their families or with their parents who want that luxury and comfort, yeah. it's easier it's just to to have someone to just shuffle you around yeah. and you know just. And it's and it's the time it's the time factor, isn't it? That if you yeah. really want to see every Everything. You really just need to kind of get it in and go with somebody who knows where you're going. Okay, cool. And now, so your second day. I keep oh, yeah. interrupting you. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, yeah, so I mean, yeah, as I mentioned, you spend literally hours just like looking at the, the amazing detail of all these warriors and, and look at, you know, sort of the, I guess, the hum the human feat of putting them all together and really like capturing uh, and preserving, you know, this great culture. Um, and then from there, you get to, we went to see uh, the Huaqing um, Hot Spring Palace. So this has also been around for, for many centuries, like throughout various, let's say, uh, Chinese dynasties. And it has, you know, it's basically, let's say, the epicenter of that geothermal hot spring water. Um, and what's, what's beautiful about it, it's like, a, I guess, like a, an icon for all the romantic stories in China. So mm -hmm. you really see that, you know, mm -hmm. all the, I guess, like the, the countesses or concubines of all the emperors. They have like some statue dedicated towards them of this, you know, very beautiful woman. Uh, and then they have, you know, these scribes of poems, of romance. So it's, it's a very, you know, beautiful, beautiful place. And you can see the actual, um, I guess, facility where people would swim and enjoy the hot springs mm. uh, but on a more like sinister side um, so like a big battle uh, ensued like in I think in the 19 when was it maybe the 1930s with uh, Chiang Kai-shek uh, mm -hmm. where he was captured there um, and then he was like forced to sort of join forces uh, to prevent the encroachment of the Japanese army so it's very interesting a lot mm, of history has taken history. place yeah there. gosh okay so is that your your second day nearly Finish nearly, really nearly, right. nearly. <laughs> but yeah, you can see we're so yeah. we're so, no, we were so, so much to do. Absolutely, yeah. and and even at that actually at the hot spring resort, there's a cable car that you can take to go up the hill and see the whole thing from like a bird's eye view. Mm -hmm. But we didn't have time. Okay, yeah, we were. And we they were do that rushed. in the winter as well. That's also yeah. wow. Yeah. Okay, that'd be nice to yeah. see all that. So it's, it's really stunning. Brilliant. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then, and then after, after another long day, uh, I'm making we, notes. You know, Dalala, this is all. I haven't been there yet, so I need to do oh, this. We, we'll go together. No problem. <laughs> I don't mind going again. Um, and then, yeah, the the last stop was was really going to that resort. Um, so I think like. Uh, what's interesting, of course, is this is an international hotel chain, uh, so it, you know everything was was very, let's say, uh, convenient, modern. Uh, they supplied everything, you know, the robes. Uh, you could buy your swimsuit there if you didn't have it on, you mm -hmm. know, with you. Um, and you you just you know you enter, you change. It's a very you know plush, um, lavish hotel resort. Um, and then in the evening, we just we just enjoyed the hot springs. That's oh, that sounds lovely. Yeah, oh, it was gosh. it was great, and I think there were at least like ten or fifteen different pools, and and each one has infused with its own aroma. Oh wow! And they have different temperatures. Um, well, I think you've sold it. 
You've sold it now. <laughs> and and she's not a travel agent, believe me. This is just a personal bird's eye view of Xi'an from, from Dalal. Now, Dalal, let me just kind of tie up here and say, right, what would you say? What, um, just kind of boiling it down a little bit in terms of main highlights, any lowlights, what would you say? I think main highlights is, is really like uh, be prepared to be amazed. I mean, the, the history in this city, like it, it's amazing. I mm -hmm. mean, and also just seeing the whole cultural context, you know, of all these different religions, traditions. Um, and yeah, I think it's, it's really humbling when you're in a city like that. Um, so, so really like take your time to, to read and absorb all the historical facts okay. while you're there. Any lowlights? Uh, the lowlights, I would say, of course, when, when you join a, a private tour guide, um, you're, you're rushed so you really you know can't let's say absorb everything fully um, okay. and then even like being able to enjoy the cuisine and explore you know all these nooks and crannies so a bit more time perhaps is the solution just Absolutely. have a little bit more time there are thank you so much for coming on the show today you've you've just like painted so many amazing pictures that I can't wait to go so thank you for being our hotspot for the Silk Road today thank you thank very you much. so much for having me okay